to all the haters out there who said we'd never make it to episode 38, well, we did it, baby. Woo! The episode starts now. Welcome to Good Vibes with Chris, Dean, TJ, and friends. Fuck the naysayers, they don't mean a thing. That's right. On this week's episode, we have... Oh, man, that was my cue to tell you what we have on this week's episode. So uh, I was just jamming out to these serene trumpet sounds of our intro music. So, uh, yeah. You want to know what we have on this show? Please do, yes. Absolutely, I'm dying. We're going to talk about a bunch of stuff we watched on TV, like the Snyder Cut finally came out. And we all had an extra four hours and two minutes to watch the whole thing. Yeah. March Madness. Whose bracket is busted? Falcon and the Winter Soldier premiered. And a movie came out, created and filmed by Punky Brewster, Soleil Mufry. One of my favorites. We watched that. We talked about it. And then we watched it. So now we're going to talk about what we watched. Hell right? yes. Yes, absolutely. It was everything that I'd hoped it would be and more. Oh, and, and uh, our show's favorite show keeps winning awards. Oof. So if, you've, if you know what our show's favorite show is, then you'll know what I'm talking about. That's right. And you if you don't know, <laughs> we'll say it later in the show, and then you'll know. That's right. That's what's going on in this show. Hell yes. Hell yes. Man, I timed that perfect. That's great, man. Good job. You're a pro. Uh, I'm trying. I'm trying. You get new, you, uh, are those new blue blockers? These are Rowan's, actually. I left mine at the house. They're very nice. I, these were sitting up on his dresser. He bought them with some birthday money or something off of Amazon, and he never wears them. They're pretty cool looking. Yeah, yeah. I don't I have some just like actually, actually have two pairs. blue light. Yeah, I always wonder. I my my <laughs> late like the ones that I'm not wearing now, but I do have like the, some of my newest glasses. I went ahead and got the upgrade with the blue blocking. But I, I don't know, man. I can't tell the difference. These uh, I could definitely tell these are not the same as the ones I usually wear. Mm-hmm. But uh, I'm gonna try anyway. I, I mean, I only great. got. They look cool, yeah. so that's all that matters, really. That's what I'm saying I have two pairs of clear glasses, so uh, and they're the identical because, like, For this I, or they, they just oh, the I mean, they look just like that, but I'm saying I have two pairs of identical glasses. Mm-hmm. It's kind of weird because you didn't know. Well, no, I just uh, I got and your them. eyes got worse and you got a new prescription. I uh, they got lost in the mail, and I was like, "Hey, I didn't get my glasses," so they're like, "Okay, let me send you some, <laughs> send you some new ones," and then I ended up with two pairs, so. I'll take it because, uh, you know, the, the clear ones, man. I mean, I've had them for, for a while, you know, after wow. after much use, like they it's like they're a different color. I don't know what they're not necessarily like they're just not like super clear. I'll just say that. Probably from the bong resin. Uh, yeah, I mean, it's possible. <laughs> uh, that, yeah, maybe now that they'll, they'll be more clear. Uh, yeah. Maybe I should get some new ones. <laughs> 
Uh, when you have two pairs, are they both not no, clear? No, 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 yeah. I mean, honestly, I, I can't tell the difference, but, um, you know, it is noticeable, like, to some people, you know. It, it, if you're like, that, oh, you know, those are cool. Those are cool, like, uh, yeah. yellowed, yeah, yellow, what are clear, yeah. translucent glasses. <laughs> right, exactly. And actually would love uh, some yellow uh, translucent. I have them, so uh, it's a win-win for me. Yeah. Um, but yeah, man, we got to, uh, we talked a little bit last week about, uh, Soleil Moon Fry. She's actually my first crush. Just going to throw that out there. Punky Brewster. Um, and also gave me a unhealthy fear of being left at the uh, grocery store because of Punky Brewster. That's how, uh, that's how she became an orphan. She got left at the grocery store. Um, and it was like an episode, like had some comedic elements to the episode. I remember it very vividly. Yeah. She she was uh, getting, you know, the samples and then she would like get a sample and then leave and come back and say, oh, I didn't get a sample. That was my twin sister. And while she was having fun doing all that, she realized, wait, wait a second, where's my mom? And she couldn't find her because she left her there. Yeah. So sad. But she uh, we, we kind of went into the, the whole deal of it last last episode. But she, you know, was a, a young actor in Hollywood, had a lot of great friends who are also uh, young actors in Hollywood. And that, that's what they said in, in one of the clips was, you know, there was only like maybe, you know, 30 working kid actors, you know, that were in everything. So they just all were friends. And she had a camera that she would uh, carry with her everywhere and just record uh, what was going on. And, and we now 21 years later are, are benefiting from that footage and getting to see it. And I thought there was a lot of stuff that was super poignant um, and relatable. You know, we are the same age, around the same age. And uh, I thought something she said that was like super relatable was how she, through this process of, because she basically, she had all this footage and she put it in a lockbox and just didn't mess with it for like 20 years. Yeah. And, and, then, and then dove into it and... You know, she felt like she was kind of having a coming of age again, you know, this late in life uh, by by diving into all this nostalgia and diving into all this old, old stuff that she hasn't seen in, in so long. And, you know, we don't have, you know, the footage and stuff like she does. But, you know, we we've kind of been going like especially last season. I felt like last season was a was a whole long year of kind of reminiscing and trying to like, uh, you know, remember old times and just kind of reliving those and, and reconnecting. And so I kind of felt that, uh, you know, I, I definitely it resonated with me for sure. Yeah. I think it's, uh, yeah. I, if anybody, if it was going to resonate with anybody uh, t- today, it would be you. I mean, <laughs> yeah. you've been doing the, uh, you've been doing the, uh, the, you know, Catching up with uh, old classmates series mm. that you've been doing on YouTube. Yeah, yeah. Remember when? Remember when? Yeah, and that's pretty popular in our little twentieth uh, anniversary high school reunion. Uh, yeah, it's, it page. it is, and it's and that's I mean, and that's a thing. Like, uh, I mean, if anybody is interested at all, go ahead and shoot me a a message and let me know, because you know I'd love to do it a little bit more often. Uh, but you know, it's kind of. You know, you don't know who's comfortable, who's not comfortable. Sometimes it works out. Sometimes it doesn't work out. But, you know, if you are are, are down to spend 30 minutes with me, talking to me, kind of reminiscing, uh, touching base and catching up, I'm totally down for it. But, yeah, I mean, it's, it's been a blast to do. 
And uh, yeah, it's just kind of an extension of the show. And it's part of the show that, you know, we, we especially, like I said, heavily in the first season, we did a lot of that kind of nostalgia stuff and talking about old times and even had some guests on the show from our past. And um, and this was just like this was that, but like on a, on a, a more personal level, because, you know, these are like almost like her journals. Right. She did have journals, too, that she yeah, went through in stacks of journals. Absolutely, man. And, That's uh, like a, a, I, I've come across like the few times that I kept a journal for like in my life was mm-hmm. like two or three weeks, maybe at a time. Mm-hmm. And uh, not counting my forever lost MySpace blog. But uh, <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> um, every once in a while, I'll be like, I wonder if I can find it. And I can't. Mm-hmm. See, I I have like stuff like that, but it's not necessarily uh, journals, but like old song lyrics and just a bunch of weird like uh, storyboard stuff or like beginnings of a script, that kind of stuff. Yeah, I've got some old sketchbooks I've held on to. So cringy. (laughs) So cringy. uh, I found one of my old uh, Marine Corps uh, rifle qualifying Mm. target target books. Yeah. That uh, I took out. And was I was like on guard road guard duty or something for the range, something like that, when I was like probably 19. And it's got all sorts of stuff in it, just like random thoughts, yeah, uh, song lyrics, drawings, all sorts of stuff. And I, I, uh, I'll, uh, I'll pack it away somewhere and uh, run into it if I'm moving or something like that. Yeah, take a good uh, 10 minutes to be like, man. uh what a time yeah for sure what a time (laughs) what a time um yeah man i mean i've 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 just only recently started doing like journaling every day kind of stuff uh i kind of wish i'd been doing it for a lot longer uh but yeah a lot she had a ton of journals and then like i said the the video footage and it's like a who's who murderers row of of young actors man and uh what a what a what a crazy thing to kind of uh touch back with those people now 20 years later and have them see that stuff and and get their take on it and you know uh just like in music you know young people in hollywood you know they're expected to be adults when they're on set and, uh, you know, they have, you know, all this money and a lot of times they're, they're kind of on their own emancipated or, or what have you. Um, I mean, they're working adults and that's, that's a weird industry. That's the same to this day. Hasn't really changed much. If you're on a set, you, I mean, you're, you're a working adult. It's crazy. <laughs> yeah. I think yeah, uh, she had, go ahead, ahead, I was saying she, I mean, well, like you said, Murderer's Row. Mm-hmm. I'm sitting there watching that video. She had like all the kid actors, not just the stars, but you had ones that you know weren't necessarily necessarily stars, but they were on everything. Mm, yeah, yeah, yeah. One that you don't see a lot of, uh, from, and I always liked him. He was a he was kind of like a it was like a pre goth, you know, like teen. He was in uh, Near Dark. He was in that, and he was I, she was talking about him coming out. Um, I thought that was pretty uh, interesting because it was just like a quick little second. And if you weren't super familiar with that actor, maybe it would have just flew right by you without even noticing it. Uh, but I thought that was super interesting. I didn't know that um, Stephen Dorff had a brother. That that was a crazy thing. Just the, you know, uh, 
the brushes, like you said, with uh, some some of them were super famous. Like, you know, Leo wasn't in a lot of things, but she definitely saw him from time to time. Leonardo DiCaprio. Well, I think uh, all those guys knew who Leo was. Mm-hmm, because sure. uh, do you remember when um, Joaquin Phoenix won last year? He won. Uh, mm. Yeah. He won for, for Joker. Joker. Mm-hmm. And he said, I just want to talk about my fellow nominees for a second. And he said. Uh, when I first came back to acting and I would audition and I always get to the last callback and then they'd be like, we went with someone else. <laughs> and uh, everybody, he's like, every single person is a, that is my age and was auditioning at that time experienced this. I'm like, well, who was it? And they're like, well, you know, it, it was Leo. <laughs> yes. Hell yes. So, uh, my favorite part, well, I guess it's not my favorite part, but when they talked about the kid from Sidekicks and Ladybugs. Oh, yeah. Was, that killed himself. That was so sad, man. Yeah, uh, but you see, good actor. and that's a thing, man. Like, um, it's, it's, you know, it's hard for, you know, it's 20 years later, you know, to put herself in that position to kind of like think about uh that time and just how you just don't know sometimes you know what i mean you think you know everybody you think you you know have a good handle on what's going on but you know everybody's living their own lives and you know that sometimes i mean it's it, it happens all the time unfortunately uh where you think somebody's okay and they're just they're just struggling and so it's important think- to be able to talk about this kind of stuff and just be open with your friends and if you are struggling to to kind of you know share that with somebody and you know hopefully not uh you know follow that same path that he did I think a big message I got from it is to, um, and, and, you know, it was hindsight for, mm, yeah, for her and, and for all of us really, but, uh, is, you know, what she took away was from, like, listen, really listen to the people that you love. Yeah, absolutely. And, and, uh, because I mean, at the end of the movie, they do the in memoriam kind of, and it's just like a page of young actors yeah. That are all in the film, all hanging out, and they're all they all killed themselves. Yeah, it's insane. I think it's eight of them, and uh, you know they either overdosed or or you know committed suicide. And I think that's one thing you know I took away from it is you know listen and be you know uh, present. Be be present. Yeah, and you know. Uh, don't just think about yourself. I, yeah. Now that's, think, that's definitely something that I've, I've kind of had my eyes open to just recently, you know, um, stuff that I'm working on. And I feel like I felt kind of into that trap where, you, you know, you are struggling with your own problems and maybe um, it's hard for you because you get like, you get trapped in your own depression. Maybe you get emotionally blocked and you, it's hard for you to, to see and hear and feel the people closest to you. And you, you miss those things. Yeah. And I mean, just like, uh, you know, lots of times uh, when you're listening for a break in the conversation, just so you can, mm. uh, you know, put in your two cents, which, you know, that's just part of the conversation. But, sure. And it's natural. Uh, yeah. But those are the things that you have to try to work towards or try to work, uh, you know, to, to overcome. But and then also like the craziest thing was like her being a part of that scene in L.A. 
and being with all those people that were in 90210 um, and, you know, all these amazing shows and movies that were going on at the time, having a good time doing all that stuff. And then when she decided to go to college, she ended up going to New York and was a part of a completely other, like, huge scene. So she experienced, like, the coolest scenes in the 90s. You know, in the beginning of the 90s, it was in L.A. And then when she was in the late 90s in New York, she was hanging out with the, the a lot of the skaters and, and actors that were in the movie Kids. Just happened upon them one day with her camera, and they just started hanging out, man. And I thought that was pretty nuts. Yeah. And, like, I mean, I can't even imagine being in New York and hanging out with the people from Kids. That'd be, like... I probably wouldn't have survived that. <laughs> yeah, seriously. At the time. Yes. And, uh, and you know, and then like, you know, the Charlie Sheen thing, I thought that was pretty insane. Uh, that was pretty crazy, man. Uh, that omission uh, that Charlie Sheen took her virginity. I thought that was pretty crazy. Yeah. I mean, <laughs> I mean, honestly, how old was he at the dude, time? I mean, I know that, I think she was in college or she was just approaching college, but yeah, that's crazy, man. That dude is something, something else. <laughs> There's nothing anyone will ever say about that guy that I'll be like, Oh, that doesn't sound <laughs> right. That, Charlie, she wouldn't do that. That's shocking to me. <laughs> um, yeah. But you know, and at, at one, at some point I probably would have been like, Oh, come on. Wow. Winning. And, <laughs> yeah. But now, uh, you know, just like, and, and he's never like denied anything, has he? Oh, no, 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 no. Yeah, he definitely acknowledges it. And he, uh, he mentioned that basically he was, he was appreciative of the way he was portrayed in the, in the doc. Um, so whatever. Uh, and then like she was also dating a guy from the house of, uh, house of pain. <laughs> it's like, how, how, how more 90s can we get, man? That was just, Absolutely insane. She dated Mark Wahlberg. Mark Wahlberg. Yep. Every every bad rapper in the nineties. Every bad rapper in the nineties. I wouldn't necessarily say the bad rapper. (laughs) Just a nineties white rapper. (laughs) (laughs) Hell yes. Early nineties. Yes. Surprise! uh, What was the guy? uh, Snow. I'm surprised he didn't show up in the documentary. You know, snow. That's right. Yeah. <laughs> what else did you watch, man? What else? There's a lot to watch. Um, I'm glad I'm down to talk about all of it, but I know that there was a couple of things that we were supposed to watch. I don't know if we got to it. I watched everything. Excellent. Let's get it. Do you want to get into Snyder Cut first? Or do you want to get into some Falcon and let's just do let's get Falcon and the Winter Soldier over and it's an ongoing topic for us. Yes, uh, the first episode came out. What is this airing every Friday now? Is it is yeah, that like the standard? Yeah, yeah. Seems like it's it. like HBO's Sunday night. It's Disney yeah, Plus it's Friday. They uh, you know, it's the number one. I mean, I'm sure it's gonna. They're just gonna break their own records over and over and over again. But it's the number one viewed uh, premiere. In Disney Plus history. Um, so that's pretty crazy. Yeah, I was more excited for this than I ever was for WandaVision. Really? I mean, I was still excited, but like Captain America and everything surrounding, I mean, his cast of characters is way more 
for me, my to my personal taste. Like I love the Captain America movies. Mm-hmm. Um, so I'm very uh, curious. I love Winter Soldier. Yes. Yeah, so then, if you're 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 a super fan of it, I'm very curious to to your uh, take on 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 how it played right, out. Well, to start off with, opening action scene. I am for GSP being how the cool recurring James Bond intro action scene fight. How cool every is Captain that, America dude? movie ever. Uh, I was I very excited about that as well. And he, he got away. Soldier, he got away, so he's he, still he, out there. When he fights Captain America. Yeah, he's. I think that is awesome. I am, I am for him being like, oh, you want to see some spy stuff that get, goes down and some awesome action scenes and like, Here's some covert ops. Also, uh, yes. here's here's a fist fight with GSP. Yeah. Uh, in uh, all the Captain America's stuff going forward, I'm definitely for that. And, I thought and, that was awesome. I was like, this is just like a Bond movie opening. Yeah, and I think that, um, that that's the that that little opening scene. I've never seen the uh, the Falcon do like he looked. I mean, he looked like such a badass, right? Like you see. You know, yeah. you don't you don't get the full scope of what he's capable of, and and then you just see it all in this like very short, awesome. I think uh, the whole sequence, yeah, the whole, whole sequence insane. is like around ten minutes, right? Yeah. So, and within that ten minutes, you got to see everything that the Falcon can do, like on a like fight level, right? And it was better so than crazy. the entire Top Gun movie. <laughs> yes, it was. Except so for dumb. Val Kilmer, uh, except for Val Kilmer's part. That's only. Yeah. Uh, thing that was missing was Val Kilmer going. <laughs> nice. GSP had done that right before. Oh you God! Yeah. Out of the plane. Perfect. Um, yeah. So yeah. currently, that's my favorite dogfight. Uh, cinematic dogfight. I thought it was. I thought it was really cool. All the mm-hmm. missiles, all the aerial acrobatic stuff. Hell yeah! I just thought it looked cool. And then, like the squirrel suits for the the bad guys. I mean, everything was just so so dope. Yeah, I definitely liked that. That was probably that. I mean, after that, I was pretty hyped. And then um, you get a little bit of uh, Bucky's got like uh, he's working with the therapist. Yeah, brainwash PTSD. Uh, I was reminded me of the Departed a little bit. You know. I was a Cold War assassin for 90 years. Yes. And, like they would just put him on ice <laughs> and then make him go kill somebody and then put him back on ice. It's insane. So how does somebody recover from that after they get their memories back? And, yeah. Uh, there's some flashback stuff. Uh, there, there was kind of a little twist at the end with his, his story and mm-hmm. him, his uh, story for redemption. Like cool. the whole time uh, at first I was like that Asian guy was one of the guys that he fought with. Or whatever, but it was mm. one of his. Uh, turned out to be a, a somebody, victim. one of his victims. Yeah, the, the father of one of his victims. Secondhand victim, I guess. I don't know. How you, yeah, I guess like Tony Stark. You yeah. Know? You know, collateral and, damage stuff. And we know how Tony Stark took that shit, right? That's one of right. that. That's one of the best fight scenes in Marvel history. You know the the rage in in Tony Stark, where he just didn't see Captain. I mean, Captain America wasn't his teammate anymore. He was, the, you know yeah. what I mean. Like it was just brutal. That fight was is one of my favorite fights ever. It was so good. Yeah, two voided up dudes. Three because then Winter Winter ear. Yeah, yeah, yeah. There you go. Winter Shoulder was involved as well. Uh, but yeah, man, I thought that was pretty cool, and I like his whole 
the rules that they laid out for him, like he can't do any, we can't break any laws. He can't hurt anybody. Yeah. Those are the, <laughs> yeah. His like, uh, his like 12 step program kind of yeah. thing. Yeah. I liked, I also liked that he had a notebook, uh, yes. like cap had. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, well, his was like a list of, of people he'd wronged people or he'd murdered. He, he needs he needs to take care of to make amends. You know, make amends. But there was like a hit list. His amends his amends also included a hit list. So Yeah. And then I thought that, that was will be expected. Pretty cool too, uh, that they showed, you know, the Falcon storyline. Uh, you know, you could see a little bit of his background, um, you know, where he comes from. And then, you know, the struggles, you know, it's, it is a make-believe world, but I thought it was pretty interesting that they showed the struggles of maybe a soldier who is back from, you know, serving his country and, and, and finding it hard to make, make ends meet or to, you know, get a loan like for his, his business. Like his family has to deal with, too. Yeah. Without him around. And they're like, oh, um, wait, you don't get any special, like, superhero pay? Or, you know, how do they pay like, you guys? Yeah, how do you pay the Avengers? <laughs> so I guess it's, like, crowdfunded. <laughs> like, yeah. yeah, there's a GoFundMe for the Avengers. Right. Uh, tell um, that to Kylie. Kylie Jenner. Yeah. No, let's not get into that. <laughs> no, we don't know how to talk um, about that. Uh, so the, uh, uh, the, the other thing um, that, I, that I liked was um, – do you know who the actor is that's playing the new Captain America? They, uh, they, I think they, I remember him from the bitter beer commercials. So that is Kurt Russell and Goldie Hawn's son. Is it? Yes. That's where that jaw comes from. And he is in, he's from Ingrid goes West. Okay. Nice. Hell yeah. Um, yeah. One of the Russell children. That makes a lot of sense, man. Like I, I could totally see, you know, if they did this back in the seventies or I mean, Kurt Russell was uh, Star Lord's dad. Did we glitch out? I did. Okay. Can you hear me? I can hear you. Okay, now I can hear you. All right. Yeah. So, um, yeah, so I, yeah, bitter beer face, man. That's what I, all I can think about. Yeah, it was kind of a weird angle that did that close up of him on right before they closed out the show, but. Uh, there's some interesting stuff there. I mean, obviously, uh, the first thing is, I mean, so the Falcon. Is, it was all a ruse, right? They got gave, it, gave it up. The, yeah, give the shield back. Give it up. And then, and then they turned it over to a white guy. I thought that was mm. uh, predictable. I mean, yeah. historically predictable. Yeah. So, uh, and uh, yeah, I mean. Also in the comics, uh, the guy is called U.S. Agent, the the replacement Captain America. So um, yeah, I don't so, know if he's gonna have any powers or anything like that. Mm-hmm. Dude, so he doesn't get the, he doesn't get the shield back. In the comics, there's a whole there's a whole run of comics that's uh, Sam Wilson Captain America. That's what the name of the comics is. Sam Wilson's Captain America. And okay. so there is in the comics in the Marvel universe he was Captain America okay. for a good long run. And uh I'm sure maybe we'll get that in. Yeah, I mean I think it's inevitable. <laughs> yeah, right. Uh, or you wouldn't have a you would have a weird show. <laughs> I mean, it's just a uh, it'll be fun to see what they do with it, I think. Um because uh the guy that Jesus man, I'm taking these off. 
um, so the guy that in the comics, the guy that replaces Captain America becomes U.S. agent. I, you know, because Captain America or Sam Wilson takes over eventually, mm-hmm. and then he becomes an Avenger on the West Coast with uh. Wanda and Vision, actually. Whoa! Okay. The West Coast Avengers. That's so crazy. So that's you know is that kind of weird. Well, they were kind of talking about how we need new heroes, um, and in this, and you know, there's no more um, Captain America. There's no more Iron Man. Um, so is that something that we can look forward to? Where they start maybe expanding or maybe. recruiting, if you will. I think it's a bit much to do a West Coast Avengers movie because they also have the Great Lakes Avengers. Which is <laughs> really. Like, See, see, yeah. I mean, uh, they do the same thing in DC with you know Justice League Europe or Justice League International, Justice League America. Yeah. So, you know, um, but they have the Miss Marvel movie coming out with, uh, and that's on Disney Plus. It'd be Disney Plus also. I mean, that might be a movie, dude. Mm. That's like she's like uh, Spider Man. Basically, but um, Miles Morales, uh, Middle Eastern descent. Mm-hmm. There's a really, really good documentary um, about that whole thing. About how, yeah, how that, it's how on Disney com- Plus. Yeah, it's so good. I enjoyed it. Yeah. And uh, um, so, I mean, I think that could be a movie. She's the star of the video game Avengers uh, that no one plays that kind of flopped and bombed. Mm. but uh i've played is it and that's a free game great. right is it the free no. one? Oh, it's not a free it's one. not free it's not a free game there's a whole you do a whole mission level then you can unlock the multiplayer mm, okay but there's you're still having to buy stuff even after you pay 60 bucks for the game it lost 90 percent of its players within the first like two months Oof. Which makes it makes the multiplayer. I thought it was, yeah, it's supposed to be like fun. open world, right? Yeah, it's supposed to be. Yeah, but you said that since there's but, not a lot of players, it's just not very cool. It's just I'm, I can't believe of all the sorry superhero movie, <gasps> superhero games that have come out. Superman's got to be the worst. Superman is the worst. <laughs> um, you know the podcast. How did this get made? Yeah. Where they do bad movies. There's a mm-hmm. spinoff of that called How Does This Get Played? And oh, wow. And one of the first ones I did was the Superman okay. movie game or the animated Superman game. Yeah, it was terrible. It's terrible. It's I just really bad. I remember having bad. to like fly through rings. It was just yeah, like a it was flight simulator, basically. Yeah. Garbage. Real garbage game. Anyway, this game is not that bad. Yeah. It's just, it just didn't do what it. You know, it did not live up to expectations all around, I think. Um, they're still releasing like new characters to add to the game every wow. couple of months. Like Hawkeye just came out. Yeah. But, That's uh, crazy. It's not it's not helping. <laughs> yeah. So um also this 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 was the week of, of things to premiere, man. Um we talked a lot about Snyder Cut. Uh do you know on the on Hurry up and wait. Me and uh, AC were talking about it for a couple seconds, and and TJ's like, "Yeah, I don't think I ever heard of that. Uh, I don't. I don't think I've ever heard of the Snyder Cut." And I was like, uh, "Really?" Because we talked about the Snyder Cut 
uh, I don't know. Almost every single episode. <laughs> For last season. Almost every single and episode. I was like, I, I, I didn't even I bring up the fact that he voiced a character in the fucking Snyder Cut leak that we put out. <laughs> um, I know why. Yeah, I was like, it's because you're, oh, you're a Marvel fan. And yeah, like, and he, yeah, I mean, yeah. He just why. tunes out is what it is. Yeah, I mean, he's just not interested, so yeah, it, it doesn't stick and register, which is fine to each their own. I mean, I have tons of friends that also are not into DC almost mm-hmm. at all. I have one of my really good friends who's wonderful to talk to about comic books, hates Batman. Wow. <laughs> he thinks he's stupid. That's- I hate Batman, too. Why? Yeah. Why? You yeah. know I hate Batman. This Why? is not new to you. Uh, because he's not a superhero and he doesn't have any superpowers. Uh, he does. He, he's rich. That's his superpower. He says it in the movie. He does. Yeah, <laughs> I know he says it. I know he says it in the movie. Yeah, How? but... Yeah, go ahead. I, I'm just saying, bro. Like, the, I mean, it showed, you look at Snyder Cut. Cut. A superhero is something that's not fully human that that has powers i mean he got his ass handed to him at least three times in that movie yeah that's what makes him awesome that's that to me is appealing it's not uh a knock you know it's like yeah he he doesn't have superpowers and he can hang with all these superheroes that's what's fucking dope i think uh, a lot of people forget that he's the world's greatest detective that too yeah, he's a great detective. Good job, he tracked, Sherlock Holmes. He, he tracked down all those people and those uh, superheroes in hiding. He's the, he tracked them all down and formed the Justice League. And uh, so, you know, exactly. gotta give him credit. Plus, he got uh, Matt Damon out of that janitor situation <laughs> and on to bigger and better things. So. That's right. Got him on for uh, uh, on his uncle's uh, demolition team. Batman's a joke. I like Batman. I do too, man. I love the Snyder Cut more than um, than I ever did the original, or not the original, uh, the Joss Whedon version. I enjoyed the Snyder Cut. Yeah, so the first good. thing that came to my mind is, and I had to go find out. Because the, it, I was like, this cannot be true. Presented in four three ratio to uh, reflect what, why? Zack Snyder's vision. Yeah, what okay. was this about? Okay, so the, the I tried to fucking a, like go through all every back door on my TV to try to get it to stretch, and, and no, I, couldn't, I couldn't make it. It's happen. not going to. And it, and here's the reason why. He shot it in that ratio because if he ever wanted to, he could show show it on the giant giant IMAX mm. like the huge huge IMAX screens yeah okay so that's why he he didn't shoot it in IMAX but he wanted it to be able to be presented that way if you ever if, if, and it's just easier to do if it's in 4.3 mm. interesting uh, I had to go find out what was up with that yeah okay and then the other thing is We've, we've already talked about it, but um, so Jared Leto's Joker is in it. Yeah, yeah. Right? Mm-hmm. Uh, Jared Leto and Ben Affleck were not paid for those scenes. That's they did dope. it for free. Wow. 
Jared Leto has a t-shirt that's for sale on his band's website, 30 Seconds to Mars, that uh, has, has a quote from his movie and all of the proceeds go to suicide prevention awareness oh, wow. stuff, which is why Zack Snyder had to leave the first time because mm-hmm. his daughter committed suicide. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, it, uh, it was good, man. I loved it. Yeah, uh, man. It was long. And I'm glad it was long. Uh, you know, it's it redeemed Justice League. Yeah, I think it told. It, yeah, I think for and still, Zack Snyder's best movie is Man of Steel. Mm, sure, that, I, just, I love. The I, I went back and rewatched it. Elves, you know, like you know, you, I think that this was a way better story um, for Cyborg. This was a, a way better story. Um, intro to Fla- for flash for i mean flash, that's great yeah. for the new flash movie that's going to be coming out i thought it was great man yeah i loved all that i mean there's definitely not going to be a cyborg starring that guy no. but but even though like i mean that's but he has beef with joss right like not and with the and with warner brothers too okay okay he had to wait for his contract to expire and then he just went mm. off on him yeah so and what i don't I mean, it's how yeah. like it's it's you know it's literally this much of his face. So, I mean, you can do. You know, I mean, the Doom Patrol has a perfectly good cyborg as well. Mm-hmm. Yeah, um, they have a great one. I like him. Just uh, less CG and more prosthetics. It's yeah, still the whole cutscene at the end was awesome. Um, you know, the Martian guy. Yeah, that, that was, was cool. I love that. I thought that was so dope. Yeah, and then Who's, like you said, like the the uh, you know post apocalyptic uh, universe, if you will. Yeah, and this is and that so was much subcontext though, too, right? Yeah, because that originally went with like his idea for the trilogy of uh, you know Batman, Ben Affleck's Batman, and the Superman was supposed to be uh, something happened to Lois Lane and. Uh, Superman turns evil by dark side and the anti-life well, equation and all that stuff. That was all. I thought, I thought it was a Joker, a Joker plan that because, okay. So, and, and I know this is just fan fan stuff, but uh, I sent you a couple of videos, uh, but uh, you know, it's something that AC talked about too. Um, the whole thing was to, because for retaliation of what happened to Harley Quinn, he uh, concocted a plan to. Um, yeah, there's a whole Superman, bunch of stuff. Superman to kill Lois Lane on and um, unwillingly or un, you know. Which uh, goes into the. Have you ever played the Injustice game? I, I, like just, downloaded it. Yeah, I just I just downloaded it. Not it's pretty good, but that's the storyline: is Joker gets Superman to accidentally kill Lois Lane and then all hell breaks loose. Oh yeah, man. You don't want to piss that guy off. I read every single one of those comics. Like there's, I spent so much time reading them and then there's like injustice Two. it gets, it gets so weird though. You like all that stuff gets jumbled up because there's so many different versions of it. Like I remember one where like, um, Batman has like this, basically the satellite that is like a fail safe. If, Superman never goes crazy. It's Brother like, I. Uh, yeah. yeah, there's a whole bunch of stuff like that. Yeah. Um, 
there are lots of variations of that. And I think that's because uh, in the current form of Superman in comics, he's only interesting whenever he's the bad guy. Mm, yeah. uh, but uh, we like that old fucking 50s style bullshit. I mean, it's even older than that. We, yeah, we want we want anti heroes, not fucking squeaky clean. Well, white, I mean, it, there's not any more. There's not any more stories to tell. I mean, in comics, for him as you know, the Boy Scout. Um, you know, Red Sun is great, mm-hmm. but that's where he landed in Soviet Russia instead of Kansas. Yeah. Red Sun is my favorite uh, paperback. It, Red Sun is the shit. Have you watched the animated version of it? Yeah, I watched it all. I like yeah. the story. He plays a Mexican. That's my favorite, man. <laughs> Shit's hilarious. I don't think I've seen that one. It's like uh, one of the Dark Universe ones, and he says like "chingao" and shit like that. He's got a goatee. It's like what the fuck? Interesting. Yeah, it's pretty uh, fun stuff. Red Sun was, I mean, beyond perfection. Yeah. So what do you that think about the Snyder Cut? Good. You've been pretty quiet. I thought the Snyder Cut was dope. I said that. I yeah, said but that the, like, tell me about it. What What is your favorite parts? What did you like about it? Uh, I mean, I liked all the added stuff. I liked the Flash stuff. I really liked the Flash. You know, I yeah. like what they're doing with him. Um. I enjoyed Dark Side. I really thought because I thought Steppenwolf by himself was worthless. I mean, yeah, it was just, generic. yeah, it was it was trash. But you bring in Dark Side, and uh, the end where they cut off uh, Steppenwolf's head and like yeah. just throw him through the, <laughs> the portal, yes. it was so dope. It was just like, come on, bitch, come and get us. So I really enjoyed uh, Superman's suit. I enjoy the black. Yeah, that um, was cool. I enjoyed they made it less corny than they did in the other version. Um, the fight scenes were a lot better. Um, I, you know, I wanted more from Diana, but I think we'll we'll probably get that in the future. Uh, I enjoyed. Um, c- cyborg. I I enjoyed. I just enjoyed the the new vision that it was. The suits were better. The uniforms, you know, the the storyline was better. So yeah, yeah I, I enjoyed it all together. It was very long, but I didn't hate that it was that long. I watched it in sections, so it just felt like a miniseries to me. Yeah. Well, I mean, it was broken down into sections, too. You know, chapter one, chapter two. So that that made it easier if you wanted to do it that way. It was, uh, you know, I had to watch the whole thing all in one sitting from my personal satisfaction. Yeah, that's what Troy was saying. I mean, I still watched it in in succession and all in one night, but it was like, you know, I was like, okay, all right, let me get some laundry done. Let me let me make some dinner. Let me do some stuff. Well, like, you know, take a quick little break and then get back to it. Yeah. Soundtrack was dope. I love the soundtrack. Oh, and 
Now I have an explanation. We are this is sad, but whatever. The explanation for why Zack Snyder has Hallelujah in everything. Mm. That's his daughter's favorite song. Oh, nice. I mean, it's yeah. it's sad, but it's it's nice. It's a good way to, to honor her. He used it so well in Watchmen. That's probably the best use of it. But and uh, my favorite song. The trailer was in, good in too. Watchmen was uh, you know the way that they give the backstories of superheroes in the beginning with um, um, the Bob Dylan song. Yeah, there's such good music in that. And uh, I mean, I'm I'm kind of I'm kind of excited to see maybe what Zack Snyder is doing next. I think he's he's pursuing some Batman stuff, right? No, he's done with DC. Oh yeah, yeah. I think so, yeah. I think that was his last foray into the DC stories. He may be like an executive producer or something. That sucks, man, because I mean I loved like I said, I loved where he was going with it. I even I mean, what what did you think about Joker? Do you like this Joker? Do you like do you like um what Jared's Jared Leto's take on it? Uh like he's even more like jim carrey now right he's got the yeah, I mean, hair that, that, um you know like he's got some of the same mannerisms that, and i was like oh man yes even in this one even in the snyder cut i was like oh that's like ripped right out of jim it's carrey's like, like repertoire from the early the mid 90s well i was gonna say it's even more like the one that that series he has where he plays like the mr rogers kind of guy that's what it reminded me of yeah like He's a really effed up version of from the Truman Show. If like the Truman Show went really horribly wrong, <laughs> um, that might have been what we got. So I'm looking on here. He's doing Army of the Dead. Stuff. Oh yes, yes, yes. This is the movie that they had it uh, superimposed Tignarato Narto. I don't know how to say her fucking name uh, to get rid of Chris D'Elia. Oh, is he in the? Is that what he was in? Yeah, yeah. It's uh, it's got uh, Batista in it. It's like a, a who's who, man. Um, Michael Jai White. Uh, it's gonna be badass. It's, it's Tignataro. Tignataro, thank you. And she's great. And she's in the new Star Trek, by the way. Oh, nice, awesome. Uh, she's awesome. Uh, if you ever watch her stand up, there's a couple specials on Netflix. I think there's a couple on Amazon. Yeah. Uh, she's amazing, and. Uh, she, uh, I mean, she went, she became a viral sensation overnight, uh, many years ago now, but she basically just went on stage. It's like, yeah, so, uh, I've been really sick. I have breast cancer Yeah. <laughs> on stage and, uh, um, uh, that the, all of those things are just amazing. Like, uh, Louis CK put that set that she recorded. He's like, please let me put that on the internet. You know, and then, you know, her and Lucy, Lucy K had falling out, obviously, for mm-hmm. reasons. For sure. We've covered Anybody many knows. times on this show. Yep. I think we have covered him a couple <laughs> times. So, uh, but, uh, you know, uh, Bill Burr was also there that night. It was at the Largo. Mm. And uh, he tweeted, he's like, I don't know what's happening, but something magical Tignataro just had the most magical set. And then she was a sensation. She's got a show uh, about her life back in Mississippi. 
That's good. I, I genuinely love everything she's I've ever seen her do. Nice. So yeah, it's uh, cool that she's being a fucking action flick. Yeah, I mean she's in Star Star Trek. Yeah, it's which like is a zombie awesome. movie, I think. Yeah, it looks like it. Now that I pull it up here, so that'll be good. And then he should be coming out soon. Fountainhead, the Fountainhead, mm. just announced for that, which is based on Iron Rand's novel. So uh, that'll be interesting. I don't think I've read that. I uh, saw a really good documentary on Netflix as well over the the last uh, blockbuster. Oh yeah, that's on my list. That's it's, it was awesome. Two man. things. Oh, you know, good. I think I think that definitely is something that resonates with our age group. Is Paul Shear in that? Paul Shear is in that. Okay, that's good. Um, you know, that's one of my favorite pastimes growing up was was going to to rent a movie every Friday night with my mom. She let me go pick whatever I wanted. Yeah, um, when I got into high school and got a driver's license and stuff, that's I mean my VH collect. VHS collection, you know, skyrocketed because I would just go in and buy all the used copies at Blockbuster. Um, yeah. Uh, because it was cheaper and it was a bunch of movies I'd never seen and it was cheaper than late fees. What, was, what I found I would was just wild. Straight up, I would just buy the used copies yeah. rather than pay a late fee. Makes sense. It's smart. I was, you were ahead I'm, of the game. I, even Redbox, man, I end up getting screwed over because I can't make it mm-hmm. in... I can't you get lose it. It's in your trip. truck somewhere. Something. Mm-hmm. I mean, I'm just terrible at returning stuff on time. Yeah, don't ask. Don't ask. Don't ever let me borrow anything from you. If you're a friend, and uh, I, Nathan's the only one that I give shit back to because he's so um, neurotic when it comes to that kind of stuff. So I'm like, <laughs> sometimes I don't even play the record that he lets me borrow because I don't want to fuck it up. He's gonna like analyze it when he gets it back. So I'm just like, oh, cool. And then next time I see him, I'm like, here's your record, man. It was so good. Um, <laughs> just uh, Spotify that. Right. But like, uh, you know, if you give me a book to read, I'm never giving it back to you. If you give me, you know what I mean? Like that type of shit. I got a lot of stuff like that. DVDs included. Uh, I will never give it back to you. So don't, so don't let me borrow anything. I've got boxes of your DVDs oh, nice. somewhere. So if you ever want those back. Okay, as long as there's no Harry Potter stuff in there, because I got I got there's, there's not. crucified. There's not. Right, good. I, told, I didn't think so. I didn't think. So. Yeah, I wouldn't let you take it. Thank you. I thought I did. No. I was so scared. I wouldn't. <laughs> I didn't need it. I didn't need those anyway. <laughs> yes, but uh, yeah. So favorite uh, blockbuster memories? Anybody? Anybody? I mean, I th- that was mine. Yeah. What about you, <laughs> Troy? I mean, do you guys ever rent systems or rent um, VCRs and shit? Were you guys balling like that? No, uh, I I have the same you know kind of memory of you. My parents would take me to Blockbuster and let me rent whatever I want. Um, I used to a lot of Billy Blank um, movies. Yeah, how'd you know? For me, dude, that's what I'm saying. I'm like, I was, I, me and you, I guess, were the only ones renting his movies. No, I yeah, think a lot of people rented those movies. That's how I got to keep making them. And that's why, like, <laughs> straight to video is the thing. Yeah. Action movies, especially straight to video action movies. I mean, that's how Jackie Bruce Chan Willis, picks. Bruce Willis has paid all his alimony and child support. And I used to uh, get all my trauma movies from Black Oh, Black yeah. Black. I never really got into trauma. I wish I did, but I just wasn't there. Trauma was my first porn. <laughs> Nicolas, <laughs> Nicolas Cage paid back his. 
back taxes mm-hmm. uh, after he got screwed over by some bad money management. Did you guys watch his his Netflix uh, documentary? Yeah, I, no, uh, the, the Jiu-Jitsu is no. about to come. It just came out on Netflix. What is this now? His last, his newest movie. Okay, and I'm definitely watching it. Well, I saw this um, one where this he's weekend. like talking about I might the history watch it of cuss words. Yes, and it's really good. Just his intros alone are worth the watch. Yeah, those are pretty good. Uh, Excuse me. The history of cursing. I got a. a I don't. I found a new. Go ahead. Sorry. Speaking of the history of things, um, Keegan Michael Key has a new Audible original, "The History of Sketch Comedy." I've, I've been listening to that. It's pretty interesting. Nice. That's that's pretty dope. Yeah, that one's pretty good. And uh, I mean, SNL is number one, right? You got to say that. Mad TV um, is Mad TV number two, or Chappelle? I guess Chappelle show would be number two now. Huh? I don't know. I uh, in living I, color. I think they each have. I think they have. All of them have something great within within the, each of them. In living color, you know, has all the wins. Uh, I have a special place for Mad Mad TV in my heart. Just because I go back and look at some of that, it's so good. Yeah, but it hasn't aged well. Yeah, <laughs> but yeah, there's definitely questionable <laughs> stuff on there. And in Living Color too, and Saturday Night Live, of course, they all have those moments. But uh, what about SCTV? I love SCTV, and I really love Kids in the Hall, which is coming. Love back. Kids in the Hall. That will be on Amazon uh, reunion. So I'm excited about that. Uh, yeah, there's Is so Jorge many good ones. I think, yeah, he'll be able to make it later. He's still out and about. He was at a, a five-alarm fire uh, not too long ago. So he's got it. He, I love how he's got all his gear and stuff, too. Like, he was in a hurry, so he didn't have time to set up. So he's, like, take, he's taking off his, his helmet. <laughs> he's got his gloves on. <laughs> Oh, because oh. he's on a scooter. He's on a scooter, dude. I just want. I just want so footage awesome, of man. him. Like, I love that. Running. Around. He needs his own reality show for that. Yeah, like five Does minutes he a week. Sell that footage to news, the news yeah. or something. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. So uh, I found something. Um, I was looking for something else. I was looking for the new uh, all things comedy documentary about patrice o'neill oh i was oh yeah i keep on forgetting to watch that that's good i think on um comedy central yeah and i could not find it um streaming wise yeah so i went to paramount plus which has all the comedy central shows and i found a show that i freaking love and i started rewatching it i started rewatching it from the beginning it's called review what is stars that? Andy Daly. He de- he's he's the basic concept is he is a he's a critic or you know he gives reviews but not on books, television or film. He gives reviews on life. Mm-hmm. And then someone will write in and say, "Hey, I've always wondered what it's like to do this." And so he goes and experiences that and then gives between half a star to five stars. And one of the great things about it is whatever happened in the episode before impacts his actual life. 
in the the it's like an ongoing thing like so he tries cocaine okay and goes to rehab well the next couple of episodes is he a guy with glasses to, yes okay i know you're talking about yeah 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 it's so freaking great man he's the guy uh, that's like uh, he's um on um role models right He's been in a bunch of stuff. He yeah. played Benjamin Franklin in The Office. Nice. If you ever remember. Oh, that yeah, yes, 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 yes. It's, we're talking about the same dude. Yeah. Yes. And, uh, man, it is in his pod. I mean, I freaking love him. Uh, but, yeah, Andy Daly has been in a ton of stuff. He's one of those groundlings guys. Um, and he's in a bunch. I mean, you, you'll see him. Once you recognize him, you'll see him in all sorts of stuff. He's in semi-pro. She's out of my league. For some reason, he's in Transformers. Um, but he's on. He he does a bunch of stuff for the Conan O'Brien show. Well, I have access to Patrice O'Neill's "Killing uh, Killing Is Easy," so I'm gonna check it out. We'll definitely have to talk about that next week. Um, where uh, where do you find that Patrice? In, Patrice it's on. Stuff. You have cable, so you can just go to your. Um, you go to your on demand comedy on central. demand comedy central. I have it on YouTube TV, and I it's on my video okay, on demand not, as well. I'll find it. I'll find that there. Yeah, yeah, yeah man. Uh, I'm excited about that. Uh, I loved I love comedy documentaries like the one that we watched earlier in the year about the comedy store was really really good. Yeah, and uh, there's Greg Giraldo ones mm. that are good. Uh, All things comedy has done a couple of pretty good stuff. Uh, they seem to be like, uh, and then there's the gay Shandling one. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, that was a good one too. Yeah, you know, there's some good ones. Judd Apatow produced that one. He, yeah, he created it with his footage. Mm-hmm. I mean, that's uh, him. Gary Shandling was like his mentor. Yep. I can't remember. He was supposed to play a part in a movie. I can't remember what movie it was, but never mind. What else, Troy? Do you got any gems that you watched over the week? I mean, yeah. I mean, I'm watching the Mayans. I don't know if y'all are into that kind of. I never, I watching. never. You know, it was. I found it so hard to get through the last couple of episodes of um, whatever the uh, the OG show. Fuck, Sons of it? Anarchy. Sons of Anarchy. Uh, I um, and so I just never, never took the plunge myself. You like it though. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I enjoyed Sons. I I like the Mayans a little bit better. Oh wow. Um, that's good. I found a gym on HBO. Uh, it's a BBC show called Ghost. And yes, that is a great show. That is fucking hilarious, bro. Oh yeah, I highly recommend that. I watched. Uh, I watched it with. Oh, I think I watched it by myself actually. Uh, because I just binged the whole thing. <laughs> yeah, there's only 12 episodes. It was freaking great. I, fr- I can't believe... I probably wrote that down to mention on one of the episodes, and I never did. Yes, it's, you're correct. It's called, it's called Ghost. Ghost. Mm, interesting. Yeah. It's good. The premise is these two people get this house in, you know, it's, it's in England, and it's a richy rich house, but it's it's been downtrodden and it's got all these ghosts that have died there. And since and it's England, there's a lot of history, so there's ghosts from like all sorts of different time periods. Yeah. 
it's great. It's fantastically funny. I it's like a it's like a documentary VI? mockumentary. No, nope. just a, no. It's a show. It's a single yeah. camera sitcom. Okay. Yeah, and she the one of the main characters falls from a window and almost dies. So she now gets the vision to see all of the ghosts that are there. Yeah, she can see the ghosts that no one else can see because gotcha. she had a near death experience. Got you, got you, got you. It's really yeah. good. It is. It's very good. Good call, Troy. 100% agree with you on that. Um, yeah, I mean, other than that, I, I love me some documentaries. So I did watch um, Crime Scene, The Vanishing at the Cecil Hotel. That was just... See, that's the thing. Like, Some of the stuff is really, really good, and some of it is like just stretched out beyond belief. This is something that could have been, uh, you know, instead of a series, it could have just been in an hour and a half to two-hour doc. But they turned it into a four episodes, you know, series and just stretched it out. But it was pretty Is interesting. That, with that girl, yeah, it's it was kind of creepy. The, the, the girl in the elevator. Uh, there's like a mystery about you know how she died, and the 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 Cecil Hotel itself has really uh, got a lot of dark uh, history about it. So it's just very interesting. And then Murder Among the Mormons, uh, which was very very good as well. Um, Did you ever watch The Keepers? The Keepers. It's on Netflix. Let me look it up. It's about the nuns. Uh, no. Okay, if you so. like that, if you liked any of those, you would very much enjoy that, and you would get well, sucked I, in because yes, I've seen. Yes, I have. I've never finished it, but I have seen a lot of it. I need to go back and Ugh. get into it. I think That's it one of those that I feel like it is very heavy. And uh, also, it's one of those that I feel like they stretched, but then, yeah. but then you, you're like, this is not going anywhere. And then all of you a know, sudden, a lot of people they do the thing where they introduce the new information that right at the end of the next episode, and then you have to watch. Uh, and absolutely, like, I say so my favorite ones. It's um, very thorough. I think thorough is the word I would use. Yes, seven part. Yes, yes, series. yes. My favorite ones, I know a lot of people are partial to, uh, I love crime documentaries, we're just going to throw that out there. Uh, a lot of people are partial to Tiger King, obviously. Uh, but two of my favorite ones that I feel like didn't get as as much you know, notoriety, The Staircase. Um, I don't know if you've seen The Staircase. Heard about it, but I never An accident it. or murder, you still kind of, you basically have, you know, they show you all the facts and it's just like, you know, either you think that this guy who has been in jail for a long time committed a, a, a heinous crime, or it was just literally a freak accident that is just really hard to kind of to believe. Um, and then you have Evil Genius, which kind of was lampooned a little bit. Uh, 30 Minutes or Less is the theatrical movie that was kind of based off of it, um, which had Danny McBride and... Oh yeah, uh, yeah. John, yeah, uh, what's yeah. his name? The Mexican dude is so fucking. Aziz Ansari. Yes. Yeah. Um, no, 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 no. The no, one no. Uh, from uh, Ant Man and the Wasp. Uh, uh, an Observer okay, Report. Yeah, he's dude is so so funny, guys. Um, give me one second. I'll be right back. I'm so oh. sorry. It's Michael Pena is who he's talking about. You're on mute. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Michael Pena is fucking hilarious, and he 
was in that movie. I don't remember. He's like, you try to put dead on me, homie? Yeah. yeah. So good stuff. But yeah, the actual um, you know, crime documentary itself called Evil Genius is a lot more uh, of a dark story. But uh, it's, it, was, it was crazy. It basically, they put, they put a bomb on this guy's neck. It was a police uh, to go rob a, a bank. And it's pretty nuts. Wow. Dean stepped out for a second. Yeah, yeah. We're going to take a quick break, guys. And when we come back, we'll have more of Good Vibes. It's a great yawn. Yeah, it sounded like uh, Christopher Walken. Right? <laughs> <laughs> it was either that or uh, what was the other the, the image? That wow, how the soul that? <laughs> the image that popped into my head was the, uh, the, 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 the actual cat from the Thundercats. Oh, yes. Snar- Snar- uh, snarf. Snarf. <laughs> snarf, <laughs> snarf. Hurry up and wait. You can hurry up and wait We a real big family Can you relate? AC on the drums, mate Dig inside a great mate Bless the mic and make tunes all day Words from the artist Peep the combo. All my friends is cold as Fargo Don't matter if you black, white, brown, or caramel Talented and gifted Modern marvels This is for the rock stars Hip-hop, boom-bap, emo, screw-jap Indie, blue-jets What you working on? What have you done? Tell us your story in three, two Yo, what's going on, world? My name is AC, the host of the Hurry Up and Wait podcast. I want to take a second, I hadn't done this in a while, to give a huge shout out to the sweet intro tunes put together by the one and only Axe Stinnett and myself, along with the sweet, joyful lyrics from the homie So Sick, who also has a, um, a podcast that he started, uh, to which I will have to plug later because I forgot the name to it. And this is not the best plug I've ever done in my life, but I did it. So, you know, oh, Black Tot, that's what it is. Black Tot, because I always Black Thought. Yeah, right. I was thinking Black Thought, too, (laughs) from the roots. Yeah, but I was like, that can't be right. Not at all, but Black Tot. (laughs) Yep. But yeah, so um, uh, we're up there, and then we were actually, uh, actually, so when, when I hopped on, um, when I hopped on, I was standing outside and we stopped by a nice little coffee shop that opened up on the other end of downtown. And dad was going in to go negotiate a gig there. Nice. <laughs> nice. nice. Um, then a uh, lowbrow. Um, uh, I have a cumbia band, Latin band. That's uh, 
how I met uh, AC originally because uh, we did a couple shows with them at uh, uh, at Artco. But um, Artco is coming back, so we're gonna go ahead and uh, do some shows up there because that's the home, you know. Like that, you know, that's the place that kind of gave us all a place to play. So, yeah. you know, we'll go back up there and give back. Um, Three Links is opening back up, so shall have some more. Uh, yep. Shall have some more uh, some shows at Three Links, and then last night we just played at Booty Street Food in Debellum. How did that go? Man, it was really cool. So it was so it was supposed to be a duo show. They were like, "Hey, can you and your dad come in and play?" I'm like, "Yeah, sure." Before we even started the first set, the duo went to a quartet. You should watch Ghosts. Yeah, I'm gonna check that out. Uh. All right, we're back with uh, the Good Vibe Show. I'm hanging out with Troy, and Dean is stepped out for just a second. Troy, tell me what you've been listening to lately, man. You getting any music? I mean, I listen to the old stuff. You know that. Uh, I did. Do you make an effort to listen to music? Like, do you ever set aside time to just, or when you're doing stuff, do you just throw it on? I mean, yeah. Yeah, I mean, there's been times in my life that I've listened to more music than I'm listening to now, but I I did find a gym at the record store. I got the Top Gun record. (laughs) Top Gun soundtrack, bro. Mm. That's right. So I was pretty excited about that. And awesome. I got I got a badass Chicago record too. I want to hear that next time you come over for game night, man. You better bring that over. The Chicago record? Yes. I mean bring both. That's fine. I mean, I don't mind listening to a little, <laughs> a little top gun soundtrack. But yes, please bring the Chicago over. I definitely want to experience that. Most um, definitely. I put out there uh, for anybody who would like to add to it. I have a new playlist that I put out there. It is public and you can add songs to it. It's called a Zenial surviving the 21st century. And it is just a lot of my favorite songs uh, that I'm listening to right now. I've been basically just straight listening to this one and just adding music to it. Um, But it's got, you know, some of my favorite staples, you know, it's got a little bit of punk. It's got a little bit of emo. It's got a little bit of, new wave on there um but it's great it's what we were listening to when we were cruising around we went to the record store went over to ikea the other day troy pretty i'm sorry pretty what you cut out pretty dope thought it was pretty good Uh, yeah and you usually like don't uh you know really vibe to that kind of music so that's cool for you to say i appreciate that uh chris will be putting the link in the episode description absolutely and just add some music to it, man. Let's all vibe out together. It helps out, you know. That's uh, you know. I told you, like, when I'm doing my walks, you know, like, obviously, it's, I'm doing it for a while now, so it gets a little easier. And I and uh, you, I, you were crushing me at the beginning of the week, and then I had a day where I just I walked five miles in that one day. Just I got my two in, and then I just did a bunch of stuff that day. Got some. And you golf. go disc golf, yeah, disc golf, and then I went to IKEA, and so by the end of the day. And oh yeah five miles which is crazy That'll do uh, it. but uh yeah man like i've, I've got it down to uh, like i i basically can time it out i just like 10 songs just if i listen to 10 songs i don't even have to look because like what i was doing was like uh you know like just like 
thinking about like, oh man, this you know, how long I've been going. And I like would look to see how far I went. I'm like, oh, it's only a mile. Ugh, I got another mile to go. You know, that type of shit. So now I'm just like 10 songs, bro. Just listen to 10 songs. And by then you'll be done. So don't even look. And so I just do that. And I'm like, listen to my 10 songs. Once I get to that 10 song, I look and more, you know, depending on like, obviously there's some songs that are shorter than others. Some songs are longer than others. Uh, but but that seems to be a good amount of songs to get through, and that I can usually get that two miles in, in those ten songs. That's good. I like that. Um, let me see. I'll give you a good song to walk to here. Let's see. I've got it. You know, saved. it's funny, man. I just need to like be careful about putting too many techno songs on here because those songs get pretty long. <laughs> you know, they do indeed. And it's um, like, oh, but then, it, and then it's like that game though, because like there's a lot of short ass punk songs on there, and sometimes I'm walking, I'm like, there's no way that that if there's too many of these songs, I'm gonna have to stretch it out to 14, 12 songs. So I kind of play that game too. Uh, something you might like is just put on like a Drive By Truckers album. Mm. Yeah, just listen to the whole album. Uh, that's always fun. Mm-hmm. Uh, he came the, the one of the guys in that band actually came up on our um we you know on the hurry up and wait podcast we are have an ongoing series where we're doing the battle of the decades doing like a bracketology it is march madness so uh it's g- great timing for all of that <clears throat> so this last week we we started the 2010s to 2020s uh, which was very interesting because a lot, you know, TJ in particular is really fond of, of music, you know, from the 90s, uh, maybe the early 2000s. Uh, you know, I, I like to think that I'm, I'm current and I'm into now stuff. But, you know, these last two years in particular, I found myself really diving into like I've just been all about the 80s. You know, I'm listening to a lot of New Wave um, and stuff like that. And so it was an interesting conversation. Uh, and the list was very, very cool. Um, and, and we started getting through the first round of it. Uh, we had a guest, Mason Adams, who's a local musician. And he helped us fill out our, our bracket. We got up to 28 bands um, to represent. And we, we were going down from there. And so uh, that was, you can catch that on anywhere you get your favorite podcast. Uh, check that out uh, or on YouTube. Um, and we had a, a, guest, a guest this week to kind of help us decide on some of these first round. Um, Josh Willis, who is in a local band called um, the uh, Lowbrow Collective. And it was really fun. It was really awesome, man. I'm enjoying this. I can't wait till we get to the Champions League. We've done every, like so like we're basically going from the 60s until now. And we're bouncing around. So we've done the 90s. We've done um, the, the 70s. Now the 2010 to 2020, then we're going to go back to the 60s. Uh, we're going to get the. Have uh, we done the 80s yet? We haven't done the 80s. We're leaving the 80s for the end. Mm-hmm. Because I talked, I said at the beginning, the thing that kind of started all this was I was like, you know, you're just going to say Prince and then be done. <laughs> I was like, the 80s are the best, man. I mean, it is the fact to me. Um, <sighs> they're convinced it's in the 90s. And I'm like, hmm. I think it's really the 80s. And so uh, well, that's what kind of started this whole thing. Um, and so I'm excited to see once we get to the Champions League, who ends up being the overall 
winner of this whole whole competition. So it's been it's been pretty fun. It's between Prince and Bruce Springsteen. <laughs> what about you, man? You listen to anything lately? Me? I know you're into podcasts and books. Do you listen to any music? Yeah, I mean, I've I've been listening to mostly '90s grunge stuff. Oh, nice. You know, uh, I still really don't understand Pearl Jam. Hmm. So, and I, what? yeah, Pearl Jam's amazing. I mean, they're good. They're but definitely grunge. I, um, I don't. I have a problem understanding. I like the newer uh, stuff, though. Um. The. Like the lyrics? No, the following, like so, like Grateful Dead. Mm, yeah, Fish. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Fish was on our Pearl list. Jam. For 2010 to 2020, Fish was on our list. Wasn't that crazy? It's crazy knew- because they were. I was listening to them in the 90s. Yeah, well, apparently they're they're just as popular. Like, like double Latin. albums. Before COVID, they sold out four shows at Madison Square Garden, which is mind blowing. That's insane. I, I just like I don't have that like uh, I mean you guys talk about the 311 cruise mm, yeah, yeah. stuff like that mm-hmm. like for me in music I just I don't get the the following um, I know that there's a group of stand up comedians that booked uh, a whole tour mm-hmm in the same cities so that they would perform the night before the tool concert oh, and they great. went to the, yeah. So they got paid to go on tour with tool basically. Nice. nice. Um, that was pretty cool. I thought that idea was cool, but I couldn't imagine seeing a band in concert. That every, every, yeah. Around. That many times. Yeah. No, I mean, these bands are prolific, but, yeah, but I get what you're saying though, and it's something that I struggle with TJ. Like, you know, I just don't understand that kind of fandom. Well, I can understand maybe like once a year making like a tradition, like go see mm-hmm. a band, like my favorite band once a year. Yeah. Which I might go see Cake once a year. Nice, yeah. <laughs> something like that for me, but I that would be like the maximum I would go see a band live right you know i couldn't do it a whole month of you know a show every other night or any of that stuff i I don't i can't even imagine what uh how much i would hate that (laughs) yeah seriously me too (laughs) because i mean i've had friends that you know have had just an album or even a couple albums on like heavy rotation and you hang out with them, yeah. And they, that's the band they play. And uh, and by the end of like a week, I hate that band. Oof. Yeah, you would not like me right now. <laughs> that's what I'm saying. I'm listening to that playlist like uh, 24 seven. Yeah, that's but it's a playlist. Place. It's not all the same band. Sure, it's not yeah. all the same albums. You know. But even still, you know, you get you know, I need to add more to it so that way I, I get a little bit more variety, I guess. But if anybody's looking for something to uh check out uh i mentioned a minute ago drive by truckers Mm -hmm. the 2001 album southern rock opera it's an hour and 33 minutes long and they're all songs about the growing up in the deep south and like the Mm. culture of that 
it is yeah. amazing. Amazing. A lot good. of spoken word too, right? Like some of it is. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Quite a bit, but the shortest song is the intro. <laughs> Two minutes and 36 seconds. <laughs> the, the longest song is the end and it's an eight minute song. Hell yes. Uh, uh, and it's basically a, a tribute to the Leonard Skinner plane crash. Mm-hmm. I mean, that's uh, huge for this out, right? Monumental. Yeah. I, I, and there's a six minute 51 or uh, six minute 51 second song. Um, that is spoken word called the three great Alabama icons. And that's one of my favorite things to like chill and listen to. Yeah. When I'm in the mood. Yeah. I feel that I, um, you know, another show uh, that we have in our good podcast network is the damn. That's good with big Salinas barbecue. Um, and we have a new show coming up this next week coming off of a, a cooking competition um, and getting uh, into a couple more states. So let me see if I could pull up that map. You, you know, one of the goals of Randy and his brother junior is to try to get their sauce um, in every state. And that means, you know, any they'll ship it to you or any store fronts They They're getting in a lot of different stores. I think it's a pretty cool goal and they've gotten, um, you know, closer and closer to that. I think they've added um, a couple more states this weekend because they were at a, um, they were at a, a some kind of uh, you know race this weekend, and they had you know one of their billboards up there, you know, on the race wall, you know, on the track, uh, and that was pretty cool. Um, and so, try to get to all fifty states. That's a big, big goal of theirs. And so, if you have anybody who lives out of state. Um, have, have them go over to BigSalinasBarbecue.com. You can check out their award-winning sauce or any of their awesome rubs. They have so many different types of rubs. Um, I'm a big fan of their stuff. You should check it out. And then listen to the show if you're into barbecue at all, man. Um, he gives you a lot of really, really good tips. We have different vendors come on so you can hear about different products and different stuff that you know competition barbecuers use. Um, and our listener in Paris our French listener yeah, uh, who either has a VPN <laughs> right. or is in France and consistently downloads the episodes. Yes. Uh, you should definitely order. Uh, that'd be cool. It'd be awesome. And then, you know, um, you know, for anybody who's a fan of football, the a good day for football has been back on. Uh, we've just done two episodes the last couple of weeks just to get you caught up on all the, the um, free agent movement uh, when it comes to the hometown team, the boys or around the league. Uh, we try to uh, give you all the information to keep you up to date on all of that. You know, it is um, the off season. We're getting closer and closer to the draft, which is going to be awesome. We're actually going to do a live. Uh, we haven't done that yet. We have never done, um, you know, a YouTube version of the show on that show. Uh, so this will be a first for all of that. We're going to do a live stream um, while we watch the draft with you guys. We'll be reacting and, um, you know, as each pick comes in, you know, we'll definitely be 
doing our best to try to figure out who the Cowboys are going to pick. And then obviously, you know, you got Troy, who's a fan of the Washington football team. He's going to give you all that kind of his take on what, what he thinks is going to be coming his way. And you guys are committed to every single round. That's admirable. Live stream every <laughs> live streaming. We talked every about it. Round. We talked about Good it for you guys for committing <laughs> early to such a marathon endeavor. Yeah, that I can't the, wait to. I don't hear know about, about all that experience that, that you I guys mean, are going to go through. We're talking three live hours streaming the first night. Uh, yeah, and then three more hours the next day. And we talked about doing day. that, and then like it gets into like eight hours on the on the Saturday. That's commendable. Good for you guys. Good for um, you. We'll see about that. Maybe be not. able to commit in <laughs> advance today, tonight, to announce that that is what you're doing. Fantastic. I mean, I'll tell you what. I'll tell you what. Maybe the first two nights. Well, probably more than likely the first night only. But if we stretch it out to two, you might get two nights. Other than that, I'll be live tweeting it. You can follow me on Twitter. Um, and follow me on all socials, please. Um, you, I'm on Instagram at Bustasa, also on on um, on Snapchat, also on on TikTok. Um, you can find our Facebook page. Uh, Good Vibes uh, Podcast has its own Facebook page. A good day for football has its own uh, Facebook page. Um, Damn, that's good with Big Salinas Barbecue has its own Facebook page, and you can catch this live stream every Saturday morning of Hurry Up and Wait on Facebook as well every Saturday morning, and then you can catch the and edited version on Tuesdays. Round of the NFL draft this year. <laughs> Live on YouTube. Hell no. We are joined Sign now times. by our New York correspondent, Jorge Antonio <laughs> Becerra, who's been hard at work, bro. I saw some yeah. footage earlier. You had a big fire out there, right? Yeah, we had a four-alarm fire on 37th and 2nd Avenue, reported at uh, approximately 3.44 p.m. Uh, about 19 units responded. Uh, happy to report that there were only two minor injuries on the scene. And yeah, I'm going to be uploading that footage. So if you're looking for something like fire department tea, you can also follow me at DJ El Presidente Hell yes. on Instagram. That and I loved your your uh, the footage and the little story that you put out there about um, you know what's happening in the Asian community. Mm-hmm. I thought that was very awesome, man. Um, obviously, Thank they you. have our support. Mm-hmm. And that's yeah, badass. stop Asian hate. Absolutely, man. Yeah. yeah so I'm sorry mm-hmm. I missed it, man. A lot of going, a lot of lot happening. Hey, man. I, I we appreciate you uh, making the time, and um, you know we we know how busy you are. And we were kind of holding off on, um, mm-hmm. you know, I know you've been following. It is mm-hmm. March Madness, man. You've mm-hmm. been super, super excited and, and following your uh, alma mater. And I just kind of wanted to let you kind of have the floor when it comes to March Madness. Like, let us know what's going down. Yeah. So, hey, look, uh, UNT finished as champions of Conference USA. They had the highest field goal percentage at 47.5% uh, shooting average. And they had a great game against Perduki. You know, uh, Perduki did not uh, <laughs> have it together. You know, you had a guy like Hamlet, number three, that was just sinking it. And man, they were so in sync, like you couldn't stop them. So it was so heartbreaking to see them get off to a really fast start on prime time, mind you, 7.45 p.m. Central Standard Time on TNT, the primest of all slots. And they went up against Villanova, but man, dude, once Villanova turned it on, I don't think any team 
could have stopped Nova. But uh, big shout out to the University of North Texas, home of the Mean Green, for being the first basketball team ever to win a game in this in this I mean in this tournament. I mean it's the hardest thing to do. It really is, man. It's been a wild tournament for sure. You've seen upset after upset after upset. And I will say we have, you know, we talked to uh, try to get as many people involved with it, um, you know, on ESPN app, Men's Mm -hmm. Tournament Challenge. And right now you've been leading the way the whole time, but it looks like Dean finally caught up with you. Did he? Um, he caught up with you, and you guys are tied for first right now. Are we? Um, my my butt. Wow. It, it's going to deteriorate pretty. It quickly. will deteriorate because you know Texas Tech was your champ, and they are out. I lost my champ as well. Iowa lost a stunner. They are out. I am at the bottom of the the barrel. Um, I'm just only beating Troy. Uh, uh, Troy is the only person that's that's doing worse <laughs> than me. Yeah, I'm doing terrible, but. I got Baylor's winning it. Yeah, and that terrible. that's an option. Uh, but then you also have, you know, you have the Salinas Bros uh, and Crow Bizzle, David Crowboth, who is one of the co-hosts of the football show, all have Gonzaga as their champion, which is, you know, is looking better and better by the day. But you never know, you know, uh, you know, Jorge, you have Houston. Uh, mm-hmm. That that's possible, man. They they, yeah. you know, it is definitely a possible. They're looking really good outcome. Yeah, for sure. I'm yeah. hoping that Gonzaga loses to Oral Roberts now. Dude, I mean, I that's uh, what I'm at now. Like now that I'm out, like I just want to keep on seeing as many upsets as we can as we can get in, right? Yeah. Yeah. And Oral Roberts uh is playing awesome. Or maybe the other teams are just stinking. No, no, they're playing awesome. And then uh, Loyola Loyola. from Chicago is also playing very, very well. Um, That is interesting. You got an eight. I mean, they beat Illinois. Yeah. They they beat a first seed. That's pretty amazing. And then. Yeah, let's go through the Sweet 16 real quick. I'll just go through the little matchups. I got it right here. Okay, go ahead. Next Sunday is Florida State versus Michigan. Florida State is a fourth seed. Michigan starts Saturday. They play at 4 p.m. on Sunday. Oh. Troy. That specific game. Oh. Yeah. Well, I had, I had Florida State in that game. Nice. Oh, Florida State. Go Michigan. Um, so, so also following that game <laughs> on Sunday is UCLA, which is an 11 seed, versus mm-hmm. Alabama, which is number two. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'd like to see UCLA win. Roll Tide. Now that we, now that we don't have to uh, roll Tide. No, God. listen to Lonzo Ball. Never lost. <laughs> um, and uh, then uh, Sunday after that is a seven seed Oregon versus six seed USC. And then, uh, yep, I had them both. Uh, no, I had uh, Oregon in that game. I had Iowa, man. Fuck that. I got Oregon winning that game against USC. You should because Oregon killed Iowa. Yeah, mm-hmm. which is crazy. And, and Luca Garza put up 36 and it still wasn't enough. Yeah. Mm-hmm. He'll do fine next year. Yeah, he's going to be a great oh. NBA player, man. I'm telling you. Yeah. Playing for Timberwolves? Uh, well, I probably. That's a good that's a good good guess. So then we've got Creighton or Creighton. <laughs> Creatine. <laughs> and Gonzaga, it's a POS 
<laughs> five seed versus a one seed. And that's is there anything really surprising about that matchup? I don't think so. I think everybody had that, and they almost everybody has Gonzaga winning. Yeah, I got Gonzaga winning. I had and Virginia then, in there. And then in the Sweet 16, the underdogs, this is the Saturday game that Troy had mentioned previously. Uh, Oral Roberts, 15th seed versus number three, Arkansas. Mm-hmm. And then Villanova and Baylor. That's going to be – I mean, that game on Saturday, Villanova-Baylor game is going to be pretty stinky good, I think. Yeah, mm-hmm. I'm, I'm excited for the loyal uh, Chicago versus Oregon State. You got a eight seed versus a 12 seed. Totally unexpected. So who knows what's going to happen there. Yeah. And then uh, the other game is Syracuse and Houston. Mm-hmm. And, uh, man – I just don't know about this game. I I kind of want to say I've got uh Boheim's kid, man, right? <clears throat> Syracuse, you know, it's one of those prolific teams. They've been a a, a dominant team in, in when it comes to the tournament term no, tournament for decades, man. And for the coach to be able to coach his own son, I think is pretty cool and pretty special and he's he was draining threes from the logos. So watch out Syracuse. That's all I'll say. I got Houston in that one. And now tell me this, because I'm looking at these points and stuff, and I'm trying to make light of it because I was winning a lot. I I just don't get it. Explain to me these points on ESPN. I mean, I think it just comes down to wins and losses. Wins and losses, yeah. Yeah. Okay, so it says my percentage is at 80.9%. Like, what does that mean? I, they said that it was like against how you guys are doing. Like, it's like eighty. I mean, that's percentage right. Hmm. I got thirty three percent right. So I have eighty one percent right. Damn, that's not too bad. I was at seventy five percent on what's, Saturday. What's your rank? First day. Uh, I don't know. How do I find? How do I find my rank? It it should be over there by the percentage. It should be right next to it. <clears throat> well, it says. Uh, 370 points percentage 80.9 and max 1530 are you on the app itself mm-hmm. yeah uh, well, scroll up to the top yeah, so right under your I've name, got, it should say your percentage your rank and your points I, i'm ranked 2.8 million nice wow i'm 9.8 okay hold on a second what uh. i got 370 points and my percentage is 81 percent. so i'm just uh so here's how it works. Total points is that your bracket has accumulated. The percentage is a percentage of your performance graded against all other entrants in the game. And the maximum is the maximum possible points for this bracket. Yeah. So the max is 770 and I have 370. Yeah. So maybe, you know, maybe he did better in the round of 32 than you did or vice versa. Maybe he did better in the 64. Yeah. I got 230 points in the round of 64. I did pretty good on the first round. It says my rank is 2.8 million. There you go. Yeah. We're, we're ranked about the same. Yeah. Y'all are the same. Okay. okay. The and same then Damn. Uh, for the round of 32, I only had 140 points, obviously uh, some of my hometown picks lost. So that's why. Yeah, dog. I love picking the upsets, man. Like I should have picked an upset on 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 stupid uh which one was it? USCB on uh, no 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 no. 
Ohio. I should have picked Ohio over Virginia. That was my, but dude, mm-hmm. like on one of my brackets uh, for the Midwest, I got them all right for the Midwest bracket. I got them all right. And then uh, on my East bracket, the only one I messed up on was Abilene Christian against Texas. So I would have mm-hmm. had two, I would have had two divisions. 100%. That was a nail biter. Jesus, man. I would have had that 100% correct. I was just killing it. I was murdering it. I just feel it. Yeah. I I, <laughs> I got obliterated in the Midwest. Mm. I picked almost nothing correct. Well, here's a little breaking news, and we'll get back to sports. I just, uh, just saw this pop up, but uh, Black Widow has been pushed back yet again. Ugh. It has been pushed back to July 9th. Mm. Wow. It's like it's like they just want to kill her off, right? I'm sorry. Yeah, yeah. No, yeah oh, wait. Yeah. They already did that. <laughs> so wait Damn. i'm sorry july 9th 2021 yeah both in theaters and on disney uh plus you'll be able to see them um on both of those oh they're gonna put it on the streamer too yes wow jorge I um, go ahead i'm sorry disney plus premiere i have yet to pay for a disney plus premiere because it's 30 bucks i mean what the only thing uh, they did if you that- wait, like f- if you wait four months you get to watch it I was going to say the only one they did that on was Mulan, right? No, they just did it on the new one that came out, the Ryan the the oh. Dragon movie. The new Pixar Disney Princess one that came out, Ryan. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Ryan, right? I don't know how to say. So you it. have to pay 30 bucks to watch that one? For for now, if you want to watch it. Yeah. Anytime soon. Something you can wait on. Or hey, give me uh, the latest on on uh boxing news. Yes, so boxing this past weekend, Virgil Ortiz uh, fought against, uh, oh man, the gentleman's name. Well, anyways, it was a really good, uh, it was him trying to prove to everybody that uh, he can hang with the big dogs. But I'll say this, man, he knocked the dude out, but he took some punches, man. Like, when you get to that level, you got to be showing your defense. And man, he took some punches. There was a point where he got rocked, I believe, in the fourth or fifth round. But, um, yeah, you, you just can't be taking that many hits. I mean, I'm not saying he's not great, um, but uh, be prepared to to see sparks fly whenever he goes up against, you know, the other welterweights, you know, Terrence Crawford, Tiafima Lopez, all those kind of guys. Who do you think, um, you know, whatever – First off, I don't think I've ever got your opinion on the next Triller fight. Uh, you have Ben Askren uh, going against Jake Paul. Who do you think is going to win that fight? God, I hope it's not Jake Paul. I'll tell you that much. Right? The other guy. Yeah, the other guy. But but there's also oh, – yeah. But aside from is, that, there is – Isn't he still going to be like doing stunt fights still? I mean, he's not like a legitimate uh, – I mean, it depends on who you talk to, I guess. Man, it's just hard to tell. Well, yeah, no, he's not ready for the big leagues. I mean, I mean, it's, I just—it's funny because, like, I mean, he's doing everything. I mean, from what it looks like, what it appears. I mean, he has trainers. He's training every day. He's not bullshit training. Like, yeah. I, I, there's a celebrity fight that's coming true. up. There's a celebrity fight coming up, uh, which looks like a bullshit fight, and that's uh, Lamar Odom versus. Um, <laughs> What's his name? Damn it! Oh yeah, oh, this is going to be a ridiculous fight. I, I saw mean, somebody. This, it's it's the uh, guy training. I saw the guy training. Uh, yeah. the the, the boy band guy. Yeah, well, it's it's his brother. It's so bad. 
Well, uh, he's the also guy that was in. Yes, he was also a boy band guy. Uh, Nick Carter. Oh God, his brother. Yeah, Aaron Carter. Training, Aaron I, Carter is fighting Lamar Odom, dude. I like, hope that was a. Like, I don't I even know size wise. Yeah, exactly. It's. I don't even know how that worked. That was the. I have seen. I have seen overweight women in a kickboxing class for fitness better fighting than that yes. Aaron Carter video. Absolutely. It's very, very horrible. No offense to anybody that's taking kickboxing classes, but you're not trying to get into a professional fight. No. That's what I, I mean. I mean, this isn't necessarily professional. No one's expecting fight. you to be fighting right. at a high level. Yeah. But it was bad. That video was so bad. We are fascinated by this, though, and this is what makes the Mike Tyson fight, because you know he's legit, but it's also got a little twinge of celebrity because he's past his prime. Um, there's, you know, I guess it hasn't come out to who his next opponent's going to be. I know that James lights out Tony through his hat in the ring. That's something that I find very, very interesting. And I was wondering what you guys thought about that. I don't know who that guy is. You don't know James lights out Tony? I do James not Tony? know. Oh I don't. God. He's a guy that talked. Well, here's oh how God. I know James Tony. He's, he's a heavyweight champion. champion. Yeah, he's been in. Yeah, he's been a heavyweight. I mean, he went through all the different ranks, but yes, he in the early. In the early days of MMA, I mean, not really. The early days yeah. of UFC, he talked a lot of trash about how UFC and mixed martial arts was bogus. Well, yeah. Like nobody was doing anything. Somehow, some way, he talked himself into Dana White letting him have a UFC fight mm-hmm. against Randy Couture. Who's <laughs> not pretty. It has one of the shortest fights ever. Just to give give you uh, some of his stats, uh, he boxed from 1988 all the way until 2017. He's held multiple world champions in three different weight classes, including being the IBF lineal middleweight title champion from 1991 to 1993, super middleweight champion from 1993 to 1994, cruiserweight champion all in the IBF. Uh, He won that title in 2003. And challenged twice for the world heavyweight title in 2005 and 2006, and was victorious the first time, but was later stripped due to failed drug tests. But I think that this is, uh, you know, I actually think it's a good opponent for Mike Tyson. I'd rather see that fight than Evander Holyfield for sure. He's, you know, Evander Holyfield still trying to get that fight. Um, but anyway, uh, what, I, what I've seen is that Mike Tyson is going to bring it. Whoever the opponent is this time, he's not going to take lightly. He's not going to uh, hold back. He's going to just throw it all out there. Now, are they saying it's going to be not an exhibition? Like it's going to be a sanctioned fight? Or well, I'm sure it'll still be an exhibition, but he's not going to mm. hold back. Mm. Tyson? Mm. It's hard to get. I mean, you know, how old is he now? Like, I like. I don't know he's what 50, sanctioning body. Uh, one, you know what I mean. Fifty-one. Yeah, yeah fifty-one. I, I, I think it'd be hard to find a sanctioning body that would 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 fifty-four put, put mm-hmm. their credit on the line. You know. Um, uh, I mean, it, de- it depends yeah. on you know physicals. I mean, if you can pass the physical, then yeah. Oscar De La Hoya get licensed by anybody. Yeah. Oscar De La Hoya was talking about fighting again, and if he fights, he wants to fight the best. He doesn't want any tune-up fights. He wants to go. After the creme de la creme, he was talking about that on the zone. Good luck. Yeah. Which, by the way, are you guys going to buy the fight whenever Canelo fights Caleb Plant? No, I don't. No, I don't, no, 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 I don't, no, they, no. No, it's Billy Joe Saunders. I'm sorry. 
I don't buy you know I don't yeah. uh, I don't usually buy boxing matches anymore. Like I used to. It's only to. twenty bucks. It's only twenty bucks, and you get the month for free. I mean, you get the month with the zone. Mm. Yeah, maybe maybe that's something I'll think about. Oh god. Okay. Well, when Tyson Fury and Anthony yeah. Joshua going. <laughs> yes, okay. I'd watch that. I'd pay for that. Okay. Uh, I don't want to see uh, Canelo fighting a spare. I mean, there's just it's just he doesn't have the competition, and it's not his fault. Mm-hmm. There's just nobody for him to fight. Yeah. Okay. So let's just say Anthony Joshua. Do you want to see Andy Ruiz fight? Would you? Are you curious about Andy Ruiz? I. You were talking about uh, Ruiz versus um, what's uh, his yeah. name? Um, he. Yeah. Yeah. What? I do not care to see God Andy Ruiz fight. Dude, he is Radio Raheem. Or Chris Ariola. No, uh, the guy that uh, Gypsy King beat. Because of the weight of oh oh of Deontay his, Wilder, thank you Deontay Wilder, uh, mm-hmm. that is interesting to me. Ooh. I would love to see that. Who, Deontay Wilder and who? And Andy Ruiz. Yeah, that'd be a great I'm fight. Good. I would like to see that. But, well, uh, the, go ahead. The, sorry. the heavyweight division is coming back, man. I think uh, it's a really exciting time. You got a lot of players in the heavyweight division, and they're all kicking some ass. Yeah, but they're all on their way out, though, bro. Where's the up and comers? They all had to wait for the Klitsch. They had to wait for the Klitschko's to retire for this to have any substance whatsoever. After, yeah, and that's I mean, what makes the Gypsy King reign, millennial champion because he beat Klitschko. He was the last one to do it. Tyson Fury, yeah, but. Uh, I mean, for whenever the Klitschko's were in, I thought that was the end of boxing because there was nothing going on until that dude bowed out. Mm-hmm. But and now, that- now it is more interesting now. Okay, I will yeah. give you that. It's I more will- interesting today. For it was not seen- interesting to watch Klitschko versus anybody for a long time. So in the UFC, are you seeing the titles change over like – Every time the heavyweight, the no, heavyweight title no. changes on a very regular basis historically. You, historically, until and I'm glad you brought that up because Troy, this is your time to shine, sir. We can call it Troy time if you want to. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh. Yeah. Put your hands together, everybody. It's fucking Troy time. Put your hands in the motherfucking air. Troy time. Troy Troy time. Troy time. Troy to Troy time. Troy time. Troy to Troy time. Troy time. All right, everybody. Now your host. There is a very big fight this weekend in the UFC. And one of those champions that you're talking about in the heavyweight is Stipe Miocic. This is somebody who has held the title for a long time. Um, He has has lost it, but he got it back. And now this is his second run. But the first run, he broke the record for title defenses at heavyweight. So he is the the, the reigning... uh, heavyweight champion and has been the longest champion at heavyweight. Yeah. And he's got a big fight this weekend against Francis Nagano, who is a power puncher. And I uh, appreciate that he, Francis Nagano is rated ranked first and he's fighting for the belt. 
It's none yeah. of this skipping around because right. somebody's hurt, any of that stuff. It's absolutely legitimately ranked first fighter fighting the champion. That's great. And he's a scary, scary dude. Like they said that his punching power is equal to being hit by a uh, expedition going 40 mm. miles an hour. I don't know how you measure that, but that's what has been said. Pounce, uh, pressure perf. Uh, yeah. Square inch. Yeah, some PPI. Yeah, yeah. It's it's insane. Um, and this is very this is a guy that is very, very scary and can definitely challenge Miocic, who is also a firefighter. Um from Cleveland. From Cleveland. Uh so he can definitely challenge Troy. Who what do you like about this fight? Who do you got in it? Well, I got Miocic all the way. That's easy. Miocic's my guy, you know that. That's true. Um but uh you know, it's going to be a tough one. It's going to be one of those ones where we're going to see if what kind of camp he had and, and who he brought in to match Nagano's power because that's what you got to worry, worry about is Nagano's power. But Nagano is not unbeatable. He's been beaten before. By Miocic. He, yes, Miocic beat him yeah. once. He was able to weather the storm and then take him down and, and, and impose his will on him. Do you think that's something he can do again? Uh, again, that all depends on the the fight camp he had, and if he was ready. Uh, you know, I think Nagano was fresh when he first fought him. I think uh, he was he was new to MMA, new to the UFC, and he really didn't have the experience. Well, now he's got the experience, so now you kind of got to wonder the table. See, this is a stand-up fight, but you never know. He could have some ground game now that might put Miocic to the ground, and we might see some ground and pound. So, I, Miocic's my guy. You know, I, I'm going with him, but you know, I don't know. It, it could be, it could be something. It, it's going to be something to watch. I'll tell you that much. Their last fight was three years ago. Mm-hmm. It went five rounds. And I think it was kind of boring. Mm. I mean, it depends on how you, what you, you know, I like grappling. I think that, that fight was pretty boring to watch. I like grappling too, whenever it's not two guys going slow as a heavyweight mm-hmm. that's out of shape rolling. Yeah, but you're, you're talking about a guy that literally. Yoshik is not. He that, weathered but. He weathered the storm though. He got hit. He got touched by Francis Nagano and ate that shit. That is impressive. Like when you see well, somebody get hit by Francis Nagano and not go to sleep, that is hell of impressive. And I think that. Francis Nagano was like, "Oh crap!" As soon as that happened, of course, because he shit his pants. The the the, the, the fight statistics for that fight are, it was not not it was boring because Stipe tore him apart for five for five rounds. Yeah, yeah, and that's it. Just goes to show, also, I mean, the the toughness of Francis Nagano. Like he got taken down, and then uh, you know, rabbit punches from a uh, from Stipe Miocic is still you know, you're taking damage. I mean, the whole fight. I know it's not as as exciting as haymakers and those types of things, but it's pretty interesting. And you got the co-main event. You got Tyrone Woodley versus Vicente Luque. Uh, Tyrone is trying to get back on track after a couple of, of losses. I don't know if that's going to happen before. Yeah, I don't think so. I think Vincent, this is probably going to be a Vicente Luque coming out party. 
Uh, you also have uh, Sean O'Malley back on. He's 12 and one. Um, yeah. I'm excited about him. He's had some injury issues. Hopefully he can get past this. Uh, he's fighting uh, Thomas Al- Almedia. And you got Jamie Malarkey versus Kama Worthy. Uh, you- don't forget the. Uh, I can't even think of his name. Uh, Brian Ortega. Yes, I think that is going to be on the actual. Uh, uh, the. call it? That's the co main event. It doesn't. No, then maybe that fight got canceled because it says the co mains right now is, is Tyron. Oh, no. Yeah, it's yeah, yeah. That fight has got thrown out. Uh, I don't know why. I don't. Who is who is who is Brian fighting? Give me a second. I'm looking up all that information. Okay, you got the prelims. You got William Knight versus Alonzo Menenfield, uh, Jessica Pinay versus Hannah Goldie, George, uh, Jared Gooden versus Abugar Nurgomedov, which is a badass from Dagestan. In the early prelims, <laughs> in the early prelims, you got uh, Modesta Bukarakas. Yep. That's not right. <laughs> Michael Olajizuki. Also wrong. <laughs> Jillian Robertson versus Miranda Maverick. That's right. You got Shane Young versus Omar Morales and Mark Andre Barriot versus Abu Azatar. <laughs> that wow. can be questionable as well. <laughs> These names, okay. man. Go ahead. So, Volkan Altonovsky, I can't say his name. Volkanovsky. Pos- oh, yeah. yes, he tested positive for COVID. That's right. So, that's uh, why we're not seeing my boy Brian fight. He would have got beat. Anyway, but... So, I see. I beg to differ. He, you, you know, uh, Volkanovsky is the, the king of the calf kick, which has changed the game in the Ooh. MMA. I'll tell you what, all the things these guys test positive for, COVID, man. <laughs> right? What kind of edge is that going to give you? <laughs> what's, the, what's the suspension for Osada? Uh, you know what? For, uh, Just throwing Osada this out for, there. Uh, COVID, test positive for COVID. You know, we, we grew up wrestling, me and you, um, Dean, and one of the horror stories of us growing up, granted, these women probably aren't cutting weight, uh, but did you know that it, it is a it is as common as hot yoga as you could do cycling in a sauna now. That's a thing. Mm. That's okay. a thing. Okay. You, okay. That, people, that's always like, been when we a were thing. in high school, no, kids that's were always dying. been a thing. Kids were dying because yeah. they were yeah. doing that shit. Yeah. 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 <laughs> But that's and now it's like been a class. A now it's a class. Let's go get our yeah. hot cycling. <laughs> they call it hot yoga. It's actually Vikram. Vikram yoga. yoga. Yes, that is a they thing. They changed it to hot yoga because he's a weirdo. He is a weirdo and a gross dude. Uh, but I just, you know, uh, one of our friends on social is doing this. It's like cycling and it's in a sauna. And I was like, holy crap, man. Like, that was like yeah. a dangerous but thing you, back in the day. You're allowed to eat and yes, right. They're not. They're and not drink, and rehydrate right they're after. They're drinking water. Class. <laughs> they do. They're eating food. Yeah, there's, there's a, a, difference a little bit of a that. difference. <laughs> jump rope, bring in a sauna suit, and we've talked about in it. A hot shower. We've talked about it you a know, few times about how you know I I really do believe that eventually it is going to be an issue in the UFC as well. It's it is already an issue in in other uh, MMA leagues. We had a fighter. Literally faint on the scale last fight. 
twice. Whoa. And so it's it's coming, man. You, you got to regulate this shit. Like you can't like it's good. It, hopefully it doesn't take a fighter dying, cutting weight. Uh, um, oh, that's, right. that's happened. Already. I mean, that's happened before. Yeah. But I mean, on that scale in the UFC with that many eyes on it. Hey, so and we're still talking about the UFC, right? I don't mean to yeah, digress, yeah. but no, I'm, it's fine. I'm just talking. I'm just talking about like how you, you talk about working like that in the UFC, dropping weight. And doing all of that, man, I just read an article here that a Goldman Sachs guy was working 95 hours a week. So what I'm trying to say is the amount of work that they're doing for UFC versus this guy working 95 hour weeks. Are we creating a culture of burnout? I mean, I I can tell you that as much as it sucked to lose my job, I'm also really freaking grateful that I did because, man, I was going at a pace that was not healthy that mm-hmm. was and so i feel for these guys i really do no oh, yeah and i appreciate you sent me that book failing forward and there and that's mm-hmm. you know something that's in the book you know you you know it's something that we've talked about in corporate life you know you know it's a, it's like a myth it's like a unicorn mm-hmm. work life balance work life balance you know mm-hmm. you it's something mm-hmm. that you want to make sure that you're talking about but whether mm-hmm. that thing is actually happening it's very rare oh yeah yeah and you try to you know they they say it guys work life balance and then you you confront them and you're like yeah dog you need to like loot lighten up and uh not give me so much work well you have so many hours during the day i'm like nah nah man yeah uh so uh yeah i think it is something that needs to be heavily regulated that's why i never got into wrestling because i was a uh, 115 and they're like yeah we need you to be at 102 i'm like hell no kiss you my ass crush. you would have crushed <laughs> i would have i also would have died <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> No, man, I, I really wanted to do boxing, man. Like, bro, at one point, I was ready to do it, but there was nobody in my weight class. So yeah. I would have definitely loved to have kicked some ass there. And that's the thing about boxing, which I, I don't think you see as much, um, you know, because in MMA, you know, there's a lot of different aspects to it, right? You're talking about wrestling, you're talking about grappling. Um, so the advantages of being a heavier fighter during the fight. Mm-hmm. is why you you see so many people cutting as much weight as they do but also in boxing there's so many more weight classes exactly that's a huge thing that's what i would like to see in the ufc is either bring in more weight classes or or regulate uh the weight cutting a little but bit. then on the other side of that you have this thing that uh happened when ronda rossi would not fight cyborg mm-hmm. saying she has to come down to me yeah you know which is yeah. freaking impossible well, for then, her, but she, she knows she didn't. She would. There was no leeway, and there was a ten pound difference. So well, that, yes, but that, also, no, we're never going to get the fight we all wanted to watch. No, because I mean, because of the fact that she was cheating and she was taking steroids, and so she was protecting herself by saying, "You're not going to get to my weight if you're taking steroids." So I'll fight you at my weight. You know what I mean? Hmm. Didn't stop anybody else from going up and fighting her. Yeah, I mean. Right, Star you got the champ, not. champ, champ, champ. Took care of her pretty quickly. Yeah, yeah champ, so champ, got her. Manda Nunez is one of the best, you know, fighters, uh, especially female fighters of all time. She is the, the best. Goat. She's the goat. Hmm. But they did they they took away that uh, weight class actually, so that doesn't even exist in the UFC anymore. So she's not. Yeah, a, I guess man, she's technically not a. Amanda Nunez anymore. is like, I don't want to fight here. Yeah, I guess they retire her one forty five belt. Yeah, she went up and got it. 
Mm-hmm. And then it's like, I'm never going to fight in this weight class again. I just had him. She did, know, though. That was the point. cool thing about it is she did it twice. She fought Geronimine and then just recently fought uh, Megan Anderson and beat her. And that was that was the thing that kind of was that the one was that the one forty five class? Yeah, it was the one forty five class. Oh, I didn't know that. Yeah, and um, and so now Megan's in a situation where she's probably gonna have to go to a different, uh, you know, uh, back to then. Yeah, Invicta. uh, mm -hmm. Yeah. Well, that's it, boys. Um, Any any um, anything you guys want to get in before we close it out? No, nah, listen, I know I came in late, but uh, congrats to the University of North Texas. Um, big things popping, man. Big things popping. So uh, I hope uh, TJ can come back and join us, man. Yeah, Where's man. He at? He, you know, you, t- you talk about work-life balance, bro. Yeah. <laughs> and, Dude works yeah, hard. He does. I, I talked to him the other day, and he's just, you know, it's it's hard to find the time. He's yeah. working plus, his ass off. Plus, he's trying to get a cybernetic finger yeah. No, so he's got to put in a little bit of extra hours oh, to get that. But if you guys are super fans of TJ, you can catch him. He does still make the Saturday show. Um, uh, hurry up and wait. You can catch him on that. Mm-hmm. And no, hopefully great. we'll get him back, you know? Yeah. Yeah, no, that's great. So, no, that's all I got, man. Good show. Good show, guys. Yes, yeah, yes, Troy yes, time was the music fight. That's so. right. That's right. I got the music and everything in there, buddy. You didn't hear it, but I'll put it in a post because it's, that's what I do. <laughs> uh, all right. Love you guys. Have a great week. Love y'all all too. Right. Thank all you right, guys. Thanks for the support. You Always be good. Do good. Live good. Adios. Bye. Peace out. Peace out. Peace out. Sit, Ubu. Sit. Good dog. Hi, this is Randy with Big Salinas Barbecue. Just wanted to tell you we now have our award-winning barbecue sauce for sale. We have been cooking up delicious barbecue and sauce since 2014. You can now purchase a bottle at BigSalinasBarbecue.com or visit Chart 380, Joe's Meat Market, Outdoor Grill Sales, Mushak's Meat Market, or the barbecue store to pick up a bottle today. Follow us on Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter at Big Salinas Barbecue. Hey, it's me again. You know what I love? Pop culture and nonsense. It's so fun. I found a podcast that has pop culture and nonsense. And the podcast is so fun. I love it. And I think you will too, if you like those two things that I have previously mentioned. Pop culture and nonsense. The podcast is called Good Vibes and it comes out every Wednesday. I think you will enjoy it most assuredly. It's on the Good Podcast Network. If you know what I'm saying. Every Wednesday, wherever you get your favorite podcast.